chapter 22. We, we thank God for this word. Amen. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2 to 8. I am so blessed. Is somebody blessed in the house? Mm. The devil meant it for evil, but God turned it for our good. He thought the battle was over. In the days of the Israelites, when Goliath stood down up and spoke against the Israelites, the Bible said, I hope there were some folks around who were saying, what will become of ours? And I was told in, in the battlefield, there is an illustration which says that normally the strong men go to the front of the battle. Then it goes and it goes and it goes and it goes down and the women will follow and the children will follow. But I believe that in the days of the Israelites, during the time of Goliath, they knew and they had the credentials, they had the historic, uh, historic background or the historicity of Goliath. And they knew it was over. Thank God they had a God. Praise be to God that we have a God who makes a way where there seems to be way. No, he doesn't do that. He makes a way where there seems to be war. No way. And I pray, I don't know what you're going through. That makes you feel like it has come to the end. Because I believe he's just about to start with you. In Genesis chapter 22, verse 2 to 8, the Bible said, then he said, the verse number one, I just let's, let's borrow the verse number one. Let's borrow verse number one to 22 verse 1 to 8. Let's do it that way. Now you understand that the Bible said, and it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Amen. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son, Isaac. Whom you love and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering unto one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose up early in the morning. Come on, tell your neighbor early in the morning. And saddled his donkeys, number two, and took two of his young men with him. And Isaac, his son, and he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had commanded him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkeys. The Lord and I will go yonder and worship. And we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took that fire in his hands and a knife and the two of them went together but Isaac spoke to Abraham his father and said my father and he said here I am my son then he said look the fire 
and the wood. But where is the lamp for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God, will provide for himself the lamp for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Amen. I believe our ministered on God is counting on you from this same scripture. But last night I've already had what I had something upon my heart. I was trusting God to share with you and God took me back and he said, Son, there were some things I wanted you to mention and I want you to conclude it with this. Now it is not God is counting on you, but it's a question because I did make it plain and explicit without any ambiguity. And I told you that God is counting on you. So I came back today to ask you, can God count on you? Ask your neighbor, can God? Ask your neighbor, neighbor, can God count on you? Amen. Uh, For the fact that it is God who is counting on you, please remember, and I want you to know, that it doesn't depict the easiness of what you are going to do with God. Now, we saw the story of Abraham. The Bible said in the verse number one, after all these things, which means that there was a preceding chapters and preceding activities that denotes what God has done for Abraham. Abraham has come to the current position based on the past experiences that he has gone through. And as you see me today, I'm a product of my yesterday. Without my yesterday, I am inadequate. I am incomplete. I have been disengaged, disconnected. And I've been encamped. But because of what God did with me in the past, it is bringing the beauty of my presence. And I pray that God is about to beautify your past, that your present will receive beauty in the name of Jesus. Now, the Bible said most often we Christians would think because something was said by God, it must be easy. The Bible said that Abraham, when God spoke to him, every now and then, when God wants to do something with you, he doesn't necessarily start with physical things that you can lean on. That means that it's automated by itself and it happened by itself. There are times God will speak to you and it requires some effort, an element of involvement of of the humanity to combine with the divinity. My Bible said that Abraham was told after God had dealt with him. How did God dealt with him? He moved out out of his father's house. He moved out empty. And he has gotten to a point where everything about his life is full of blessing. He even told him, he said, Whatsoever the soles of your feet shall step, I will bless you. Now God had dealt with Abraham so profusely and overwhelmingly. The Bible talks about the absoluteness and the distinctiveness of his blessing. He was so blessed that a man walking with him could not contain. And this level of their blessing, he had to separate. Abraham was so blessed that even when curse encountered Abraham, it becomes blessing. 
when God told Lot, uh, when, when they, they couldn't work together with Lot, the Bible said he chose a place that looked as if it was not profitable. It was not, n- n- it was, well, well, it is not appetizing. It was not attractive. It was not pleasing. But the Bible said that in spite of his choice, God came on the scene and he made a provision. Hallelujah. Perhaps he's, she's, uh, a time is going to come and I've already seen that time when we'll have different people I've already, I spoke with Ivan many years ago I said this time is going to come where in the church we'll be in the auditorium we'll have connections of headphones because there'll be many people around from many nations and they'll have to interpret and people will be listening I don't think you heard what I said but I've started amen now the Bible said that when he had clearly from God and the Bible said he woke up in the morning what does it mean to wake up in the morning it means prioritizing say to your neighbor prioritizing number one he rose up in the morning he settled his donkeys he took he took the Bible used the word he took he took two of us young men and the son Isaac and he split the wood and the burnt offering and he arose and went to the place of which God has commanded him now most of the time when I want to plead with you that the things that we read in the Bible are not just for our reading alone they are not just uh, I want to hear more words in my spirit they are not just uh, they are not just for the idealist point of view idealist point of view just for reading's sake but it is also for the pragmatic the scriptures we read in the bible if god said god if god bless abraham and the same god is still alive he can bless you now the bible said that he rose up in the morning this was not a young man who rose up it was an elderly man if you speak to brother Edward, you will know that when you grow old, you can't do something. I remember many years ago, I went for a walk with brother Edward at the seafront. And believe you me, it was like running. Brother Edward could walk so fast that it was, I found it difficult to catch up with him. But when age starts kicking in more, when he starts even walking a bit, he starts breathing more because it becomes more exhausting. And the Bible said that God told Abraham, my God. The question is, were there not many people at that point that he could choose them? Were there not young men and women there who could have done it? But God wanted a man he can count on. A man who not picked from anywhere, but a man he has dealt with. A man, he has shown kindness. He has showed forth his glory upon his life. The Bible says he woke up in the morning without any substitution or ordination. He prioritized God. David put it this way. He said, early in the morning, will I seek my God? I want you to understand that he is my God. Can God count? The Bible says when they journeyed, I thought it was just at the back of the house that was where God was going to take them. But the Bible said after three days, 
Look at what the Bible says. The Bible says, after three days, they saw the place afar. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it gets tough. He traveled to a point when he got to, on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. That is telling you how difficult it was. And we, this story is a topology of Jesus being kneeled on the cross. And you saw the pain Jesus went through in Gethsemane. You saw the pain he went through. It tells you that it wasn't easy. But my Bible said. Not only did he see it afar. But the Bible said he took he told them to stay there with the donkey. The donkey, the servants were not sitting on the donkeys. Abraham was sitting on the donkey. The son was sitting on the donkey. But he left the donkey and said, this one, nobody will go with us. We will walk. Look at an elderly person walking. <laughs> he didn't give excuse of his health-wise. His inability to walk smoothly or nicely. But my Bible said that he said, This God who spoke to me, I have no choice in what he has called me to do. Tell your neighbor, it gets tough. And when he got to a point, the Bible said, His own son asked him, He said, Father, where is the lamp? We should tell you that when you look at the construction of the scripture, the Bible says, he said, my son. It is a very emotional state of that man. He was speechless, but he knew he was about to kill his own son. You have no idea. This man had to struggle. Can God count on you? The Bible says he gave him the son. If it had not been the provision of God, there was no way Isaac could have been born. Let me tell you something here. Will I be able to finish today? The Bible said, when the promise of God was you came forth, that was when Isaac was born. Number one. We should tell you that we should tell you that the natural cause took its place. If it was not in, if the natural cause has not had an intercourse with the divine purpose of God, there was no way Isaac would be born. And there is somebody here under the sound of my voice. There are things we have encountered, benefited, received. That it, if it had not been God on our side, there was no way it could have come to us. Praise the Lord. I told you that to count on someone means to depend on someone. And our Bible said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. It said for, for, who, for who makes you differ from others? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now if you did not indeed receive it. Why do you boast as if you had it, you had not received it? A man, Robert, 
Lipo Rolo made a statement so profound. He said, and I quote, if we didn't have strong feeling, how could we love or fight? When our flesh is cut, we bleed. When our heart is broken, we cry. There is nothing wrong with that. If only it only becomes a problem when it gets in the way of what you have to do. You can't crumble when others are counting on you. And what I want to refer is that we can't crumble when God is counting on us. Praise the Lord. As a teacher, after I finish teaching, I count on my student to remember what I've taught them. But for the fact that I count on them to remember, it doesn't mean that it will automatically happen because they had me teach them, but because they engage in revision. I believe that God knows why he brought each and every one under the sound of my voice today. He knows the economical situation in this country. He knows the rules and the governance in this country. And God is looking. We hear many people saying that Europe is falling apart. We are not seeking the face of God. We have become so systemic in our environment. We have become so human conscious and with divine consciousnesslessness. But how can we? The Bible said, how would they know? How would they change if nobody preached the gospel to them? And God has brought us this far for us to rise up and know that if it had not been God on our side, it would have been so impossible for us to even have our own children. What are you doing to make sure that his will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven? Are you prioritizing it or are you giving it excuses? And when people pick it up and they are doing it, you think it is easy? It has never been easy. Tap your neighbor and say, can God count on you? In Romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39, the Bible says, who shall separate us? From the love of Christ shall tribulation, shall distress, shall persecution, famine, or, or nakedness, or power, or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all day long. Whose sake? Jesus' sake. Jesus' sake we are killed all day what? Long. The church, listen, for the fact that God was with you doesn't mean that rejections will not come your way. When God, told Abraham, when God told Moses, go to the land of Egypt and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. My Bible said that he said to Pharaoh, that's here the God of Israel. He said, let my people go. But the Bible said he resented it. He's, he didn't allow it to come. Moses could have left Egypt and go back. But he went back to the God. Sometimes when objection comes, it is not time to back out, but it's time to go back to the God who instructed us. When God can send you into crossfire and you will come around into crossfire and somebody will do something to hurt you. It doesn't mean God is not telling you to come here. It means something is fighting against the will of God for your life. Praise the Lord. 
And sometimes God allow it because he wants to teach you a lesson. Praise the Lord. When Abraham was walking with Isaac, he, maybe he might have thought it would be very close. But the more he kept the priority of his life was to satisfy God. Tap your neighbor. Say, neighbor, can God count on you? He said, 36, as it is written, for thy sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all those things, we are more than conquered through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature, including Pastor Benjamin, shall be able to separate us, including your wife. From the love of God, which is in Christ our Lord. There are so many things that want to. What is the ulterior motive of the things coming your way? It's to separate you, it's to distinct you, it's to what? It's to bring a partition between you and your God. There are so many things, but. I want you to understand that all things will work because you fought to make sure that the will of God became your priority. Praise the Lord. Next week, I'm going to minister on the subject that will make you understand it more. That when God calls you, when God instructs you, if this ministry is going to move forward and we are saying that we are so organized and we are so, we are so caught up with our activities and we don't get time to do some things, then we aren't going to experience the benefit of it. We have to come out in spite of the limitation, in spite of the obstacles. We fight to make sure that what God said come to pass in the name of Jesus. The Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 to 3. It said therefore we also, we also since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witness. And let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily snare us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Look in the word I want you to understand in the, in the verse number 1 is endurance. Say endurance. The second verse number two says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising shame, and he sat down at the right hand side of God on the throne. For consider him who endured. The word endurance means there were so many objections. There were so many reasons that why, why he could, shouldn't die. When Jesus died on the cross, that was when his popularity of increase in town. He had so much reason why not to die. He could have run away because he knew the soldiers were coming. He could have run away, but he prioritized God. Why? The Bible said Jesus prioritized God. Tell your neighbor, Jesus prioritized God. And I must prioritize God. Say your neighbor, and I must prioritize God. 
Let me preach it. I'll continue this week. The Bible said when Jesus was born, he was born in a mystery. And the Bible said when he was born miraculously, the Bible said that even at his birth, the, the king wanted him to die. It was God who delivered him at his, at, his teen, at his very young age. Even at the point before he was born, he could not get a pleasant place to be born. It was this same God whose word made provision for him to be born in a manger. And the Bible said that in the middle of the night, the angel appeared unto Joseph and said, Take now thy son, thy only son. And the Bible said he took him from that place and turned him to another place. Even when it was time for him to go back to where he came from, it was the same angel who went back to him and told him, The Herod who would seek your life to kill you, it is he that is dead now, you can go back. There are some of us who miss some things in our life because of maybe our recklessness, because of maybe our disappointment. But this same God brought you back to a place of acceptance and recognition. And I came to tell somebody that God has done all he has done in your life. Not for you to reject him, but for you to hold on to the gospel and bring salvation to somebody. Maybe you may be a medical doctor, but my Bible said when the disciples, Peter and James and those folks encountered Jesus, the Bible said they called their own kind and they brought them unto Jesus. Nathaniel, they brought him unto Jesus, who is around you who have not encountered your God. Most of us here under the sound of my voice, you are even ashamed of this God who bless you. <laughs> you are even ashamed of this God who bless you. Uh, look at brother Edward uh, who can decide now he's not going to worship God uh, and I'll ask him for a few questions uh, look at your look at your friends uh, well, that is why you have to compare yourself not compared like you are compared but look at how God delivered you uh, from the midst of all uh, I remember many years ago uh, at the age of 14 uh, I couldn't spell girl uh, if it had not been this God who appeared to me who am I to be able to spell girl much more to go to the university and if this God has helped me and brought me this far and I'm not just becoming a teacher in Ghana but this God who I could not spare girl at the age of 14 he took me and caused me to learn how to spare girl and now you see me in the United Kingdom not only working but teaching then you must know that no words that fashion against me shall cause me to stop worshipping this God tap your neighbor and said he has done something for me you look at me and I teach them. Not only am I teaching young people, but in the midst of all the other teachers, when God takes me to a place, he makes me the head of the teachers. He makes me become a standard that people want to follow. And if I am serving this God, you don't want me to serve him. If it had not been the Lord on my side, where would I have been? <laughs> You're a joker. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, don't joke with this God. <laughs> Because he's done so much for me. Uh, the songwriter said, he's done so much for me, I cannot tell it all. <laughs> Let me tell you a mystery then. We've, uh, listen, I know, I know most of you like giving testimonies. But uh, you, you want to give testimony? Let me, let me address those who want to give testimony. Look, there is something about testimony. That you must understand. <laughs> mm. Testimony is a way of appreciation. <laughs> 
now assuming that I show you kindness and in my country Ghana we have levels of thanksgiving okay I'll continue next week it's, it's just it's, it's alright when somebody gives you a gift back in Ghana we don't when somebody gives you a gift you don't open it in front of the person we take it all then we open it but at the point of receiving the gift we say thank you then when we go home and we saw we see what is in the gift we find a way to contact you at that time there were no phone phones so you wait till you see the person and you thank the person again but in the presence of phone you can phone the person and say thank you but when you physically meet the person you also find a way to say well thank you we're going somewhere i just want you to know this now assuming i show you kindness like somebody this suit was bought by somebody praise the lord put your hands together for somebody when i received the suit i thanked the person then i went home then i saw what was in it I phoned the person and I thanked the person. When I met the person after, I think I might have thanked the person also. Let assume, I'm not against you, let's reason here together. I look at the gift and I said, I'll wait for 31st night. Oh, I'll wait for 31st night. Oh, I'll wait for 31st night. Then I will give my testimony. You come to church, you see the glory of God, you meet God in church, you don't give a testimony. From my experience, if you have something to do for God, do it quickly. I told you many years ago when my late mom was lying in bed, I gathered money thousands of pounds. I said I was going to show this woman that she's got a son. I will fill her shop with things. I will hold her hands, take her around for her to choose what she likes, for us to put it in the supermarket. But whilst I was here, there was something she needed to do. And the Lord spoke to me, said, send her a little of what you have here for her to get on with it. She did it. And she phoned me and thanked me. She cried on the phone, thanked me. He said, son, this thing you have done for me, may the God that we serve reward you. By the time, two weeks to the time I will go back, she was dead. And I want to announce to people, I've said it to people many times this week. If you have something good and you don't value it, eh? You will lose it and you will you will lose it and you will encounter that which is contradistinctive to what you had. In certain churches, there are certain members who are you have you know the Bible said that God told Abraham, Give me what I gave you when you couldn't even do, you couldn't provide for yourself. Give it back to me. 
then you have the sagacity you have the impudent you have the all somebody say audacity to tell this god that you wouldn't do it precious one you have to under listen i will blow your mind next week because i will open your mind and listen this god that we are serving the bible said he is a rewarder and what did we learn from abraham the bible said before he could even sacrifice his son isaac listen when you obey god eh, you go through pain it is true i'm not lying to you you go through excruciating pain you go through pain but when he finished with you you will realize that it worth it when abraham gave out isaac and he let isaac go die the bible says god doesn't want isaac he doesn't want isaac it is just for the benefit of abraham and those of us who think that god god we are all christians there are certain people you don't like abraham look at uh look at miram and aaron we have been given different responsibilities in the house of god we have been given different there are certain dimensions of things i talk with brother edward listen if god wants to bless a nation do you know what he does he gives a nation elderly people a house that has got elderly people there is a it's a way of god blessing them praise the lord i want to plead with somebody under the sound of my voice my question to you can god count on you i have been to interviews and it was mind-blowing there was one interview i went to and i was solving a question i know how to solve already on the board for the student then i realized that i was even wrong on the board <laughs> on the board i became confused i didn't know what to do but within a twinkling of an hour something just happened and what i thought was wrong became right precious one what has god given you when we, they say we like talking about money we don't i don't talk about money even when you have to give your tithe this god gave you the money has it not been god you get that money would you get that money let me tell you something then i'll finish don't think that the way you are treating god others are treating him the same way the way you are treating god that is what happened to elijah he thought he was champion he said there are thousands of people who have not even bowed not one not two not three for you to feel that it is just few god has got people in this country that he is blessing because they are obeying him hallelujah you think god has stopped blessing people you think god has stopped blessing people god is still blessing people he's still rewarding not just people just people but he's rewarding those who diligently seek him young people here I want to admonish all of you if you don't learn how to crawl you can't walk but immediately you begin to crawl you can have the hope 
These things that you are playing here, the same thing we did in our days. In my days. Me, I have nothing else but God. There are some people you can fight them, but please don't fight them that are with God. And I know there are some battles in your life. You look as if you are not going to win. But I promise you, as you are faithful to God, as you make yourself a candidate that God can trust you, that God can count on you, I am looking for a man who will occupy. Are you going to be that person? Letting go everything around you and say, God, my family, I am my family. We will serve the Lord. Stand on your feet.